Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Well, hello, 78 degrees on a Friday, a football Friday, January the 26th. Less than a week ago, it was polar bear north weather. It was the frozen tundra of Virgin IA. That was Saturday. Today, just a half an hour ago, on South Capitol Street, 78 degrees on the car temp. Unfreaking believable. It's like a sweat bath everywhere, because everywhere you go, everywhere you go, every store, what have you, because somehow, some way, they don't get like meteorology reports. Can I say, when I woke up this morning, I knew it was supposed to be warm today, yeah. but I was getting ready, all that jazz, had a sweater, had a, my winter coat on, walked outside, immediately had to walk in and change everything that yep. I was wearing because yep. it was just too too damn hot. I heard it was going to be near 70 degrees. I did not hear um, that it was going to be, I, again, my, my car temperature might be off a degree or two. My, my phone is but, telling me it's 73 out there right oh, now. Oh, 73. Okay, well, that's, you know, maybe a little bit higher than, or a lo- little bit lower than my it's car temperature. January 6th. That was is reading, too damn hot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 70, let's just say it's 75 degrees or whatever it is. I mean, 75 degrees normally feels great, right? But, wow. It's like, you know, it's like the gut punch that you get. Again, when it was sub-zero with the windshield last Saturday evening. And even Sunday and Monday, it was still really cold. By Tuesday, it started to warm up a little bit. So you started to kind of acclimate and get used to it. But let me tell you something. This is why everybody's sick. Because when it's sub-zero with wind and snow and you're shoveling and you're sweating and uh, your nose is running or whatever, a week ago today... A week ago today, we got the last batch of snow, uh, not maybe for the year, but the last batch of snow that we received throughout the day. I don't think it actually snowed on Saturday, uh, maybe a little bit, but I don't think it did. It was mostly blowing snow. So I'll go with a week ago today. And now it's, you know, again, give or take a degree or two on either side, 75 degrees on a football Friday in the nation's capital and beyond on the Odyssey app. Good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you with us. Again, Football Friday on the Team 980 is brought to you and driven by your local Honda dealer experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. (coughs) See your local Honda dealer. I knew that was going to happen. Battling, obviously, some stuff uh, and uh, probably should have worked from home today. Decided to brave uh, the... um, the conditions and come and join uh, my pal mad dog chill out i'm a dedicated i mean if i'm nothing i'm not talented i'm not organized i'm not prepared oh my good goodness gracious Susie, chill out baby chill out wadja it's wadja in george's box wadja 
Anyway, two of my faves from back home, Susan Waldman and the Mad Dog, Christopher Russo, for more reasons than one. Uh, thanks to, uh, as JP likes to call him, Crazy Drew uh, and his buddy out there, they brought in a tailgate feast featuring Maryland crab cakes, stuffed, pota- stuffed baked potatoes, like half-shell stuffed baked potatoes, and this watermelon salad with, like, feta and some kind of uh, seeds or, or, or nuts or something uh, in them. It was Pretty terrific. Sure it's almonds, but... Uh, almonds? Okay. Did yeah. you have any or no? Oh, yeah. You, you, they, had, you had the crab cake? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Really good. This, really. Is, this, is why, this is why we do radio. Yeah. This right here. So we can get free food. I mean, for no other reason but so that we could get free food. It's, it's a long con. And you know the best part about it is Linnell's not here today. And he gets so, so upset. He gets so ricked when free food is around and he's not on the schedule and he's not a part of it. Uh, so uh, I feel bad for my guy. I did take him out to Subway after the show yesterday. Matt, you would have laughed your ass off. I'll tell this quick story before beep, beep. we get into the show. So I, I said to Linnell, I said, look, you know, let's go take a walk. You know, he, he had overtime last night, so he had some time to kill. Uh, you know, um, and I, I, I like counseling him and, you know, and, and just, you know, helping him out and trying to keep him on the straight and narrow and all that stuff. I, I really genuinely, and, and Doc does too. I, Doc busts his chops to no end, but, and I do too, a little bit, not as much as Doc, but I genuinely like Linnell. Okay. Genuinely. So I'm trying to help him, you know, we're friends, whatever. So we go to Subway and I order through the app, whatever, all you know, a couple of sandwiches, and um, I forgot what sandwich I had. One of their Subway series, whatever. I take a bite into the second half of the sandwich. You know how they cut it in, in six-inch halves, basically? I was almost down near the end, and a huge glob of mayonnaise squirts out of the sandwich as I bite it and I'm not leaning forward over like the table counter boots with the furlough on Sunday (laughs) and it goes all over all over my two shirts I had a t-shirt and I had a button down like you know I don't know what kind of button down shirt short sleeve shirt whatever and onto my jeans on, I mean, it was like the trifecta of spillage of greasy, oily mayonnaise and whatever else was, you know, coming. Like, it looked like a scene that you wouldn't necessarily want in, under any circumstances. You certainly would not want it all over your clothes. All over the place. We're just two big dummies. I mean, that's what he said. Although I was the big dummy in this case because I did not lean forward and have the goobery mess caught by, you know, the, 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 the paper that wraps the sandwiches because I kind of got lazy. I wasn't paying attention. We were caught up in conversation and pfft, all over the place. Those clothes will forever be ruined. There's no chance that I'm getting those stains out. No chance. Zero. Anyway, so that's that. So if you real if you if you listen if you like this show, one thing you should realize that we try and point out is we we are not that sensitive, right? We can bust each other's chops uh, and 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 have a good time and what have you. Now, listen, there's a difference between what you, some of you clowns try and do on Twitter and X and what we try and do as a show and with uh, as many of the listeners uh, as we can. You know, there is a, for lack of a better term, ball-busting type nature to the show, right? I have many faults, damn it! Exactly. And I am not afraid. (laughs) I am not afraid to, you know, basically poke fun at myself. And I know... That next Friday night at Bethesda Theater for 106.7 versus the Team 980 night. I know Danny Ruye is getting ready to unload a wheelbarrow on me. I mean, just like he's going to do a 10-minute monologue 
opening act set, whatever, probably eight and a half minutes is going to be making fun of me. Uh, maybe not that much, but you, you get the point. He's going to rip me to shreds. And I know it. It's coming. I, I'm prepared for it. I'm good. But I am a mess sometimes. An uncontrollable disaster. I am Captain Chaos. I am a cyclone of disaster. It's like the dark black cloud that just follows me around. And almost everywhere I go, it leads to doom. And the horniest guy on the, 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 the universe. Slow down. Slow down. This is a complete fallacy. Okay. Come here, Ben. Put your ass cheeks right in front of my face. Now, that's not a fallacy. <laughs> oh, Matty Essig is going through his entire archive, just trying to unload. I'm, like, I'm letting people know what it's going to be like next Friday at Bethesda Theater. Exactly. For Team 980 versus 106.7. Can you bring your soundboard or, or, or no? I mean, that would be great. I will say, uh, maybe not breaking news, but Mama and Papa Essig will actually be there. Really? So you're going to finally be able wow. to meet where this uh, mess of a person came from. Wow. See, I mean, my parents are dead, so I can't invite them, but um, I, I, don't, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody close to me at all hearing what's going to go down next Friday night. I don't want anything to do, nothing. I will say because I'm, it's it's going to I know what's coming. It's not just Danny, it's what's going to happen on stage throughout. And the only way, the only way you can hear what's going to happen on stage, like if you don't like me or if you like to make fun of me or if you like people to get roasted because they're they stick out like sore, a sore thumb. You can go to Bethesda Theater next Friday night, BethesdaTheater.com for tickets, and see your boy get smashed. I just And I'm not something. getting smashed in the alcohol way. I'm going to get smashed in the making fun of way. We used to have a segment on this show uh -huh. that we ran on Fridays called Rip the Rooster Fridays. Yeah. We're going to be able to do that live. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Kind of forgot about that, uh kind of forgot about that segment. All right, anyway, um, I got to start the show because CK is probably going to uh, get mad at me if uh, if I keep going along in this vein. But seriously, get your tickets, BethesdaTheater.com. If you want to come and hang out with us, see it all on stage, uncensored. Uh, and uh, if you want to see me get ripped to smithereens, uh, that is going to happen next Friday. It's presented by M Street Bank. M Street Bank uh, for your... Um, uh, for their support, uh, just wonderful, uh, wonderful company. Uh, and obviously, um, they do, you know, we do a lot of business with them. So we appreciate uh, their support. Now, I will say this to start the show. Um, Jay Gruden is going to join us at around 3 o'clock. Um, so we'll break down the AFC and NFC championship games with him uh, and as well. Thoughts on the commander's head coaching search, which appears now to be down to Dan Quinn, Ben Johnson. Oh, that's right. And Bobby Slowick and Mike McDonald and Aaron Glenn. So let me start here. I understand the odds have it as such that Ben Johnson is... The front runner, the heavy lean. I understand that every reporter and every person with a microphone, with a pen, with whatever, is running around saying it's Ben Johnson's show or bust. I truly don't believe that's the case. I believe it is a more open search than that. Do I believe Ben Johnson is the leader in the clubhouse? Yeah. Is, do I believe that Ben Johnson is probably the guy, all things considered equal? Yeah. But you don't meet with Dan Quinn coming up a third time just for craps and giggles because you have nothing to do. Dan Quinn is a legitimate candidate. I think Mike McDonald 
even though we haven't heard a third interview scheduled for Mike McDonald, uh, actually, I'm sorry, a second interview it would be for Mike McDonald, like, you would be crazy. Whether the Ravens win or lose on Sunday, you'd be nuts to make a decision without talking to Mike McDonald again. You'd be insane. On Monday, the team is supposed to fly to Detroit. Again, win or lose for the Lions on Sunday night in Santa Clara. And they're supposed to interview Ben Johnson, as you know, but also Aaron Glenn again. Now, you can sit here and say, man, Aaron Glenn's not serious. Come on, please. You don't know that. Neither does anybody that's saying that know that. Now, do I believe he's going to get the job? Of course not. But why else would you meet with somebody multiple times if you weren't interested in them? I mean, I guess the argument could be made that it's a simple vetting out process and it's making sure that they've checked every box and making sure that if they eliminate anybody, that they are eliminating them for the right reasons or that they are reconfirming their reservations, whatever they might be. So you could have that. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but the most likely scenario amongst the likely scenarios is that they go to Detroit on Monday and maybe circle back and go to Baltimore and talk to McDonald and Weaver that night or the next morning, what have you. They bring in Dan Quinn, whether it be Sunday, whether it be, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, and that we probably get a decision by mid-next week. Maybe, 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 as early as Monday night, late. But remember, they can't hire Ben Johnson and or Aaron Glenn unless they're eliminated on Monday. Meaning, unless they're eliminated on Sunday, they can't hire them... They can hire them on Monday, but if they're in the Super Bowl, they can't officially hire them. Now, they can unofficially hire them or extend the offer or agree behind the scenes, what have you. It'll leak out, what, all that. But it behooves them to wait until, I don't know, mid-next week when you have a Another chance to sit down with Ben Johnson. Another chance to sit down with Aaron Glenn. Another chance to sit down with Dan Quinn. And some of those guys are on second interviews. Some of them are on third interviews, i.e. Dan Quinn. And I don't know what that tells... Like, you shouldn't need a third interview to eliminate Dan Quinn. Or if you have reservations about Dan Quinn... You shouldn't need three interviews because if you need three interviews to rule him out based on the reservations that you have, you're not doing something right. Something is wrong. So I think legitimately Dan Quinn is probably candidate 1A, but I can't say with any level of certainty, unlike you guys who all run around with your heads cut off all squawking about Ben Johnson being number one when you have no idea. You have no idea. I mean, all of the speculation is that Ben Johnson is the number one candidate. But that's speculation. Nobody in Josh Harris's camp, Adam Peters is not talking to anybody. I mean, maybe he's talking to his agent. Maybe he mentioned something to Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan let it loose. I don't know. But nobody in the local media that I know of, is talking to Adam Peters and or Josh Harris. Now, maybe they're talking to Mark Ein. I don't know. Maybe they're talking. I, I can't imagine anybody's talking to Magic Johnson. I don't think anybody would be talking to Mitchell Rails. So I don't know where this information, other than 
an assumption that they're going to go with the 37-year-old offensive hotshot is. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to obviously wait and see, and we might have to wait and see until like Wednesday or Thursday of next week, and that might even be too early. It's possible, of course, if Detroit wins in San Francisco and say if Ben Johnson is truly their number one guy, that we have to wait for another two and a half weeks. We will see. But make no mistake about it, Dan Quinn is a legitimate candidate. Dan Quinn also, I think, would cause kind of the least disruption and would probably, probably be able to have the, the um, I guess, the least transition time in defensive structure. And on top of that, I know, I don't know who it is, but I know, I've been told that much, I know that he's got a really, really, really good offensive coordinator plan. Don't know who it is, but I've been told he's got a really good offensive coordinator plan. So again, those of you that keep running around twiddling your thumbs and going, oh, there's nothing to see here. Ben Johnson's the guy. No questions to be asked. Nothing to look at. They're just bringing in Dan Quinn just to check a box, just to make sure, to rule him out. I don't feel so comfortable in saying that. As a matter of fact, I don't feel very comfortable at all. Is it likely to be Ben Johnson? Yeah. I mean, if I have to slice up the likelihood pie, sure. He gets more of the slices. The notion that he is so far and above Dan Quinn or really Mike McDonald or, quite honestly, even Bobby Slowick or, to I guess, a lesser degree, Aaron Glenn, that notion to me is absurd. It's ridiculous. And everyone's running around like it's his job And there's nothing that can come in between. Uh, I disagree. When we return, Lewis Riddick has been busy on Twitter from ESPN, and he's had some really sharp things that I want to get into. We'll start knocking down the AFC and NFC game previews. Jay Gruden at three. Bianca Belair and Montez Ford, two married WWE superstars on the eve of the Royal Rumble. They'll join us at 3.30 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
All right, congratulations to everybody's guy, Raheem Morris, for getting the Atlanta Falcons job. That happened after we got off the air yesterday. A little bit of a surprise there, even though Raheem was there for several years under Dan Quinn and stayed in Atlanta when Kyle Shanahan left and stayed in Atlanta under Dan Quinn and then ultimately was the interim head coach when Dan Quinn was let go. Uh, 2020, I believe it was. And then he joined the Rams. I mean, Raheem is such a good dude, great leader. Uh, I, you know, every player that I've talked to, I mean, I don't know exactly what I'm watching out there. I mean, he's enthusiastic. You know, he's loud, he's fiery, but not fiery in a bad way, like Brian Dable fiery, right? Uh, he's not maybe as hardcore and as maybe militant, if you will, as Eric Bieniemy. But Raheem Morris is just a great dude. Great dude, motivator, leader. You know, everything you'd ideally want. Did a good job with the Rams defense. I mean, listen, it helped to have Aaron Donald. It helped to have Jalen Ramsey during their Super Bowl run. This year was his best coaching job. Even though the numbers and the rankings, and this is why you always have to be careful about numbers and rankings, guys. This is why you always have to be careful. This year, the numbers and the rankings don't impress anybody. You know, they're middle of the pack, maybe towards the 20s. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't do rankings all the time. I mean, I provide them. They are a bit of information, data, but I don't judge everything based off of rankings like a lot of you do. Here's what I know. Aaron Donald is no longer the most kick-ass dominant defensive player in the game. It's just, you know, some attrition, age, what have you. And they didn't have really anything else. They let go of Jalen Ramsey. They let go of Bobby Wagner. They had, I don't know, six or seven rookies playing regularly on their defense. And Raheem Morris shut down boy wonder Ben Johnson in the second half. Now, in the first half, Ben Johnson put on a clinic along with the Detroit Lions. You know, again, another case of... And let's give all the credit to the play designer and none of the credit to the players that actually play. But congratulations to Raheem Morris. I mean, it was very clear. It was very clear that the Rams, I'm sure they don't want to lose him. I'm sure they don't want to lose him. But great organizations don't stand in the way of great coaches, great talent, great players, great whatever from getting better themselves. Raheem wanted to be a head coach again. He obviously was one in Tampa Bay before coming here as an assistant coach for a couple of years and then going on to Atlanta and so on and so forth. Raheem Morris more than deserved this opportunity. He's not a retread under any circumstances, and anybody that views him as such is just completely warped. Just completely warped. Now, it is a defensive coach getting the job. Now, Dave Canales was an offensive coordinator. He obviously gets the Carolina job, right? Dan Quinn, we'll see what happens with him. He still very much, you know, could be in play for Seattle and certainly is for here, uh, right? So, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see how this cycle plays out. Mike McDonald maybe gets a head coaching job. Aaron Glenn maybe gets a head coaching job. Ben Johnson, certainly you would figure to be, you know, probably one or two in both Seattle and Washington. And I guess there maybe there's a slight chance another job could open, you know, even at this late hour. We'll see. Doubt it, but we'll see. But coming up, Lewis Riddick on a couple of items that I found to be very, very important for someone with his platform and someone with his voice and someone that is saying all the right things. And hopefully, hopefully, NFL people that have juice and authority are listening. We'll do that after the trending alert. 
All right, so again, as we mentioned, Raheem Morris, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and he gets a second opportunity after a short stint, a three-year stint, we should say, uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before coming here to Washington as an assistant on that great Mike Shanahan staff. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens getting ready for the AFC Championship, and good news for them. They activate, as expected, tight end Mark Andrews, so he'll pair with Isaiah Likely. Uh, in order to play against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are certainly banged up at some key positions, uh, including Derek Nadi along their defensive line, uh, and um, uh, and one of their linebackers certainly going to be a factor as to whether or not they can play. The Wizards losing their first game since firing Wes Unsell Jr. They were down eight at the half. To the Utah Jazz, 20 at the end of three, lose by 15. But all in all, I suppose a slightly better effort for the Washington Wizards who are on their way to Detroit where they'll play tomorrow afternoon. The Caps will play tomorrow afternoon as well and in Dallas. And that's what's trending. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, so Lewis Riddick is one of the preeminent NFL analysts out there, right? You work for ESPN. You're a former director of player personnel for a couple of teams, including the Washington Redskins, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, He's been in the Monday Night Football booth. He's been in other booths. He's their top college uh, football Saturday, uh, Thursday night uh, uh, analyst. Not not Saturday night, Thursday night uh, analyst. I mean, Lewis Riddick knows ball, right? And he's held in high regard. So I wanted to read something to you, he's tweeted a couple of things over the last two days. We didn't get to it yesterday, but then I found another thing that he, uh, you know, in an exchange with uh, someone on Twitter or X that uh, he put out. Um, and this was in regards to Mike Vrabel and why Mike Vrabel is not getting maybe opportunities, or whatever. And the fan or whoever this person was was responding to another tweet, and he said Mike Vrabel shows both sides of whether it can work, has not one but two great OCs poached after his success. Uh, One of his downfalls wasn't that he had to keep making these hires. It was who he hired, meaning to replace them, right? Um, Todd Downing was one of them. Uh, He wasn't very good and then ultimately uh, got popped um, uh, after returning from uh, a playoff loss or – Maybe it was the last regular season game. I can't remember. Uh, in Kansas City at like 4.30 in the morning. I remember we did that for Dumb Dumb of the Day one time. Uh, and 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 obviously they moved on. They haven't been able to find, maybe they have it in Will Levis. Who knows? Uh, but they haven't been able to find a better quarterbacking option than Ryan Tannehill, who's always injured. And we even when he's on the field, he's not that great to begin with. Their offensive line was a mess, so on and so forth. And Lewis Riddick, basically responded to this tweet or this exchange or what have you by saying it's all an execution issue. There have been plenty of quote-unquote offensive-minded head coaches, or HCs as he refers to them, which, you know, pretty common abbreviation, that have been fired for being terrible HCs that simply could not lead, develop, and coach their team to enough wins. And he put team in big capital letters. Period, he says. 
When you start your HC hiring process with a bias towards favoring offensive coaches, you are already engaged or engaging in a flawed process. So what Lewis Riddick is simply telling you is exactly what essentially I've been trying to convey is you do not under any circumstances have to hire an offensive minded head coach. You do not under any circumstances have to hire a first time head coach because they're not a retread, whatever that means. Stupid. Because what Lewis Riddick is trying to point out is guys like Cliff Kingsbury, disaster. Arthur Smith, disaster. Uh, there are others, obviously, and other examples. Um, mind is blanking right now of offensive minded head coaches that have quickly run into a buzzsaw of issues and problems, right? Now, there are defensive-minded head coaches, too. Brandon Staley, most chief among them, right? You know, who's thought to be the young, sexy, innovative, you know, analytical, blah, aggressive, you know, thing that everybody loved. And he sucked. And now he's going to be a defensive coordinator, and, and I'm sure he'll get another head coaching opportunity at some point. But he'll be a defensive coordinator in Green Bay or wherever he's going to go. He's interviewing for a couple of these jobs, maybe Miami. And we'll see what happens. I'm not suggesting that defensive-minded head coaches aren't disasters. But the notion, and this is what I think Lewis is trying to get at, the notion that you have to have an offensive-minded head coach, the notion that you have to have a first-time head coach because they've got creative ideas and they're not retreads and they're not old and tired and worn down and standing with their arms folded like Ron Rivera was is absurd and is preposterous. It just is. Everybody is different, guys. Everybody thought, so many thought, Cliff Kingsbury, oh man, especially paired with uh, um What's his name? Uh, uh, the quarterback for Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray. Gosh. Gosh. Everybody thought, oh, going to be a big-time home run. Sexy offense. Throw the ball all over the yards. Great athlete. What happened? Cliff Kingsbury couldn't even stand. Couldn't stand working with Kyler Murray. Why? Because baby Kyler wasn't serious. He wasn't working hard enough. And Cliff Kingsbury wasn't a good enough leader to overcome the issues of baby Kyler and then the rest of the roster and couldn't put it all together. Right? So Riddick, Goes back and forth with all sorts of people on Twitter, right? I can't read you all the comments. But in a couple of different circumstances, I thought it was really, really, really interesting. Um, he said, it's been an issue for years. Or Benjamin Albright, who's, you know, uh, one of these media you know, people in Denver. He says, if you're an NFL defensive coordinator looking for a head coaching gig... Make sure you go into that interview with a plan at OC and a plan for what you'll do when he gets poached, meaning have a backup plan to the plan, okay? And sometimes that's hard, but he goes, that's a big thing this cycle. This is Benjamin Albright, to which Lewis Riddick tags that and says, it's been an issue for years and something that should not be held against those quote-unquote defensive coaches that do have a plan. The talking point about whether defensive versus offensive coaches making the best HC candidates has always been narrow-minded and shallow. This is, as 
Lewis keeps going. A great point you brought up, though, in reference to Benjamin Albright's comments. And he said, furthermore, it is important that owners doing the hiring get out of that echo chamber that exists that says, quote, you can't develop a young quarterback without an offensive-minded HC. He adds, furthermore, it's total BS. So you've been hearing a lot in Washington land and around the NFL that you have to have a sub-40 hotshot offensive coordinator to develop a quarterback. Again, that couldn't be further from the truth. And now, Lewis, I've been telling you that for a while. Now Lewis Riddick is telling you that. So go on, keep thinking that you know more than me. Okay, fine. More than Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick, who is around the game, who is in the game, who has been in front offices, I'd like to think that he knows what he's doing. Now, I'm not guarantee- I'm not saying he's 100% right about everything. This is more opinion and analysis than it is fact or film. But he observes the game at a very, very, very high level and close level, and he is telling you it's absolute bull bleep that you have to have a young offensive, uh, he didn't say the young part, but I'm throwing that in, an offensive-minded head coach to develop a quarterback. What he's saying is you have to have a plan, and then you have to have a backup plan. I, was t- I, I don't know what Mike McDonald's plan is, but I was told Dan Quinn's plan is very, very good. I don't know who it is. I, I wouldn't hold that. Still working on that. But I was told it was very good. Okay? Now, I don't know if I'm being led astray. I, I'm not sure. But I don't think I am. My point being is, my point being is, and Lewis's point being is, you don't have to lock in on one particular type of candidate. You don't have to shoehorn yourself into so many of you out there are absolute run over by all of the film nerds out there, by all of the analytics amigos boys out there, by all of the loud voices in the media and on social media that say there's only one guy, there's only one candidate, there's only one way to do things. There's only one way to solve the issue. Oh, and if you dare do it like D'Amico Ryans did and the Houston Texans, well, you're just going to lose Bobby Slowick and then have to start over again. And you know what? Yeah, they might lose Bobby Slowick somehow, some way, even at this point in the cycle. Probably not. They might. Chance. Probably lose him next year. But guess what, guys? Good organizations, good head coaches, good structure, they realize, hey, like, we might lose this guy. Let's have a backup plan and a plan C and a plan D. You think Sean McVay and Les Snead and, 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 um, uh, who's the president? Kevin, uh, uh, I forgot his last name, starts with a D, out in Los Angeles. Do you think that they are championing and parading around and doing everything they can to get Raheem Morris a head coaching job, which they ultimately helped him get in Atlanta? And they they have no backup plan? And usually the backup plan is basically a transition, an assimilation. Sometimes it doesn't work. Like Brian Johnson with the Eagles, quarterbacks, coach to offense coordinator, it didn't work well enough for them, so they fired him. Sometimes you go out of the building, and the Eagles hired Sean Desai to replace Jonathan Gannon, who went to the Arizona Cardinals, and that turned out to be a disaster. Sometimes your backup plan doesn't work, just like any other plan doesn't work. But head coaches and organizations are constantly thinking about this stuff, constantly planning. So don't, as I've said since I started hearing this poppy nonsense 
uh, of, oh, you can't hire a defensive-minded head coach because whoever he hires as the offensive coordinator and then when he you know tutors their quarterback and develops the quarterback, he's going to be gone to a head coach. So you can't do that. No! Hire the best damn candidate. Hire the best person for the job that best fits what you're looking for. Some of you are looking for fancy schmancy smoke and mirrors. Some of you are actually looking for football coaches and leaders. Those teams are going to win more than the ones that are looking for fancy smoke and mirrors. 301-230-0980, on the Ace Law listener line. In a rec, Ace Law, I hope you get a check. This is a football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealers. When we come on back, we'll start getting into the AFC Championship game, which is first up here on the Team 980 uh, Sunday afternoon at M&T Stadium in Baltimore, huh? I love when they play this tune before tip-off at an NBA game, right? I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's kind of like an Arrowhead Stadium where they play the Stones and start me up. It's just one of those things. Today would have been, as Matthew J. Essig refers to uh, or uh, informed me. Not Matthew J. <laughs> I don't know why I, I still want to do that. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just going to do that from time to time. Sorry, it's just the way my brain is built. As Matt Essig informed me during the break, today would have been Eddie Van Halen's 69th birthday. Woo! So happy birthday in, what do they call that, heavenly birthday? I, I guess that's what people refer, you know, people that have left us that, you know, it would have been their birthday. Happy heavenly birthday uh, to Eddie Van Halen. And, uh, you know, obviously some of the greatest hits of all time. All right. 301 230 So let's get to uh, this with the conference championship. Um, first injury report for Baltimore and Kansas City, right? Uh, so... We told you about Mark Andrews. He is coming back. He's been activated. He's good to go. I don't know what kind of role. I don't know how many snaps, what have you. But as we mentioned last Friday, as we mentioned last Monday, Isaiah likely has done such a good job that, you know, it's hard to say Baltimore has really missed Mark Andrews. But here's what I know. Mark Andrews only helps Baltimore. Shouldn't hurt them in any way. Right? So, with him coming off the injury list, what we have here is, for the Kansas City Chiefs, Sky Moore, Derek Nottie, who is that defensive lineman along the defensive line who didn't play in Buffalo, who helps them stop the run, Isaiah Pacheco, and Joe Tooney did not practice at all. Wednesday or Thursday. Now, Mike Edwards, uh, one of their safeties. Hang on. Oh, that sucked. Sorry. Uh, nothing like doing a one-man show. Bless you. Thank you. And just being attacked by the sneeze gods. Um, Mike Edwards... Did come back to practice on a limited basis. So did Trey Smith on Thursday. So, hopefully, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they'll get some of their guys back. And hopefully, a guy like Willie Gay, who is going to shadow, not necessarily spy, but shadow Lamar Jackson and try and basically keep him in the box and in between the hashes and try to make sure that if he does take off in between, that he doesn't joystick all over them. And a guy like Willie Gay, if he's out there, certainly can go a long way to helping, but he's been limited in practice the last two days, as has LeJarius Sneed, their best corner, who just gave up his first touchdown. Kadarius Tony, same thing. Now, I assume, I assume... If you're limited on Wednesday and Thursday, that you'll play on Sunday. 
right? How effective? Don't know. But Baltimore, just to give you an example, okay, for the Ravens, they are pretty, uh, you know, you can't say completely healthy because Marlon Humphrey has missed some time here. But with Andrews coming back, okay, and he's been full go in practice, Marlon Humphrey, who missed the Houston game and I think missed six or seven games this year, he's been limited in practice the last two days. But that's really the only significant major injury concern that Baltimore has. They got a couple of other guys who are limited, what have you. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on Rocky Asin. Sorry, I'm just not. Okay? Or Tylen Wallace. Just not. But for the most part, Kansas City is banged up and has some significant question marks. Whereas Baltimore has a question mark in Marlon Humphrey, but really doesn't have any other major or significant question marks. So that's really good for them. And that leads us into the game preview that we'll get to on the other side. And whether or not Kansas City can climb that mountain again, as they did last Sunday in Buffalo, whether they can get back to another Super Bowl, what has to happen, and whether they could do it against this ferocious Baltimore defense, and oh, by the way, not a limited Baltimore offense. I have one way that they could do it. I don't know if it's going to play out this way, but one way that they certainly could level the playing field and maybe try and get themselves a win. I'll have that for you coming up. Plus an NFC Championship preview. Jay Gruden joins us around 3 o'clock. Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, a married WWE superstar couple on the eve of Royal Rumble tomorrow night in Tampa, will join us at about 3.30 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.